0: You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from medieval castles to the show Supernatural. Today, we'll be talking to Casey about the show Supernatural on The
1: CW. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here, and I'm excited to be talking about one of my all-time favorite TV shows in the history of all TV. Awesome. I'm very
0: excited to be talking about it, too. Supernatural was a pretty show for me growing up as a teenager. My cousin had first shown it to me during about season two when it was airing on TV still, and uh, I ended up renting the season's... uh, season one on DVD to go back and watch it. And my dad ended up sitting down and watching it with me. And he's like, okay, put on the next episode. I was like, there, there's no next episode. Like I'm, I only rented the first two discs and he starts putting on his jacket. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, we're going to Walmart. How many seasons are there? I'm like three. He's like, okay, hey, we're going to buy the first three seasons. We powered through them and then started watching the fourth season when it started airing. And I was absolutely hooked until the end of season four five, roughly. What about yourself? How did you first get into the show?
1: Supernatural? So long story short, initially, like my only real CW connection to TV watching was Smallville, but it was on TV and for those that remember Smallville, I believe it was season three. Jensen Mm -hmm. Ackles had a part in that season before he transitioned into leaving that show and the launch of Supernatural.
0: Yes, he was the football coach, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Jason Teague, I believe. It took me a couple seasons like you before I was willing to give Supernatural shot because i am a tv nerd and i've had tv shows that i started you know the day episode one was released and then halfway through season one or at the end of season one it gets canceled and i'm like i'm not investing any more time in any more shows until i know they're going to be around for a long time because i'm tired of getting my heart broken after only you know 18 to 24 episodes and some of these shows they'll leave you on a cliffhanger and it's like seriously people come on My
0: favorite show of all time left me on a cliffhanger and I still haven't gotten over it.
1: Yeah, because I'm one of those people that... Loved Firefly when it was on, and it only got Mm -hmm. a season on Fox. I think it was a a lot better show than Fox gave it credit for. Mm -hmm. But I also know that it came out right about that time as well. That if you weren't The Simpsons, American Idol, or 24, Fox didn't give two about your shows. Those were basically about the only three shows that got any substantial amount of time running on the Fox network. So unfortunately, you know, it was doomed to fail. And it's not just that show, but it's happened in numerous shows that I've fallen in love with, and it can be very very disheartening to have great shows like that not given the chance. Cause in this day and age, people have such short attention spans that if it doesn't establish that big huge fan base, the networks are, you know, immediately cutting ties and onto the next show. Yeah, it's-
0: nothing's given time to uh breathe or establish characters anymore. It's gotta be
1: so tight. Well, and I mean, I grew up in the 80s, and there was some very classic, iconic TV shows that came out during that decade, most of which people you know realized that. You know they didn't start out as a top ten show on the network that they were on, or a top ten rated show out of all the networks. I mean, shows like Roseanne Mm -hmm. struggled to get through the first, I think, two or three seasons. Even like The Cosby Show didn't really have a strong foothold until I think the end of season two. Married with Children, again, another show that struggled in the early days, and that was a show that you know was part of the launching pad for the whole Fox network to begin with, too. So, so do you have a favorite season of Supernatural? Not, it's hard because, you know, that is technically a really hard question. I think there's aspects of all 15 seasons that are great. Um, I tend to lean, like yourself, more towards the early seasons where, you know, you have definitely a different type of feel to the show. And then, you know, as management of the show started shifting hands and they started going a different creative direction, it felt a little bit different. But still, at the same time, though, there's still very iconic episodes of the show that happen in in those later years as well and you know i'm sure we'll talk about some of those because you know you shared the list of questions that we're going to go down and there are some that i can guarantee you my answers will come from later seasons in the show but i mean as long as it's it sticks to the core heart of the show being sam and dean versus the world well whatever dimension of the world (laughs) it happens to be then i honestly really did not have a problem with the show so and that for the most part throughout the entire 15 years they really did stick to that even you know adding castiel into the mix or the various incarnations of crowley or you know whatever it's still at the heart of that show it was always sam and dean versus the world yeah definitely
0: and do you have any favorite episodes or ones that you love to rewatch
1: the most probably my most favorite and this is actually the question I was referring to a second ago is as weird as it may seem, it's the 200th episode, which for those people who may be listening that don't necessarily know the episode numbers, the 200th episode is the quote unquote musical episode where Sam and Dean end up, I don't even remember where in America, but they end up at a high school that's putting on a supernatural musical based off of the supernatural fan oh, fiction Chuck's books. books? <laughs> yeah, Chuck's book. Yeah, I, and I think the episode itself is good but the, part that really resonated for me though is the ending of the episode where they get to the end of the musical performance and you have the teenagers in the play performing that slower, I guess you could say heartfelt rendition of Carry On My Wayward Son while you literally have Sam and Dean and I'm one of those people that I kind of sort of let the whole supernatural storyline of it go because to me it's the 200th episode and that's something to celebrate with the fact that there aren't very many shows that ever make it to 200 episodes yeah so you don't really see the audience as much but you see sam and dean slash jared and jensen standing there watching this performance and it's very heartfelt and And if you're a fan of the show you know as much as classic rock plays a key part of the show carry on my wayward son is in every way shape and form it is the theme song for supernatural Mm -hmm. and to have those kids emotionally performing that literally what it felt like To Jensen and Jared, as kind of a, you know, we're celebrating you. Thank you for all of these, however many plus, you know, 10 seasons, I think it was at the time, 11 seasons of doing the show. So, you know, I'm kind of one of those guys that wears my heart on my sleeve. So that kind of resonated with me, you know, deep in my heart. So that probably would be my all time favorite episode. That's awesome. I
0: haven't made it that far, but I'm definitely going to go back and check out that episode so I can have more context for the whole thing. I, I think I may have seen it back in the past, actually. I think a friend might have sent me it, but I'm not too sure. Um, so do you have any episodes that you really dislike or skip on a rewatch?
1: I can't think of any right off the top of my head. I'm one of those people that I'm really into horror and in general supernatural, not just, you know, specifically the show, but all things Paranormal, supernatural, horror, sign me up for, I'm down for it completely. We actually, on my podcast and evening at the movies, just finished up a whole month of what we refer to as Halloween Horror Fest. We do horror movies all month long in October. So some don't, they definitely don't necessarily feel as important. And there's definitely seasons towards the middle of the show where it seems like, you know, you can tell early on in the season, okay, this is going to be the main plot point. For the entire run of this season but then they'll do like four or five episodes in a row and then all of a sudden they just do one completely out of nowhere that has absolutely nothing to do with the season storyline and it's like i really could do with not having that one episode or two episode break just get back to you know this main part of the story but i also get the fact too that you know you have to kind of sort of break it up as well so i'm not as offended by it i understand how storytelling works and how you have to, you know, create a uh, 24 episode or however many episodes are in you know the order from the network, and you have to meet that standard. Otherwise, you know you're guilty of not honoring your contract. But you know, yeah, it's- you end up with a little
0: bit of uh padding in between sometimes. Part yeah, of me misses like- that about old school television. I liked having more, but at the same time, it's nice nowadays how everything's like a nice concise story.
1: Yeah, I mean, even to the point like you can pick up shows nowadays on like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and most of your streaming shows, they don't run the traditional network mm-hmm. span of like 20 some odd episodes. They cut it down to, you know, 10 episodes or 12 episodes. And maybe sometimes I feel like I wish the network would do the networks like CBS and ABC and Fox and all of them would do that. Just cut everything down to like a 10 or a 12 episode. Or
0: even but- I always thought it would be cool if they could just do them in a and b parts because they split them up they usually have a hiatus in the middle so like you could have a contained story arc for the first half of the season and then a separate story for the second half i always thought that would make it flow better
1: yeah well because you have that big huge gap normally that runs from late november through probably mid january Mm -hmm. and then shows come back for like another four to six week run and then they take another break for a couple weeks and then they come back for that big push at the end of the season and it's like it feels like there's an awful lot of breaks that don't need to be there but I also understand the fact too that you know actors are humans and they need to be able to have a personal life as well they can't just live 24 hours a day on the set definitely because as fans I don't think we always realize that you know there's probably days where these actors are working anywhere from 12 to 16 hour days Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's for a substantial period of time and you know they have wives they have husbands they have kids they have families and social lives and all of that you know they can't expect us to be at work 16 hour days five days a week six days a week whatever the case may be and still maintain productivity or maintain our happiness so at the same time we shouldn't probably or suspect or expect the same things from them yeah and they
0: they can't just write ruby back in the show every time one of the actors (laughs) wants to see his wife
1: yeah No, exactly. And I mean, that was generally that worked for him because, yeah, she was a part of the show from time to time. So they kind of got to spend time together that way. But you don't always get that. You know, Tom Hanks doesn't get to have his wife co-star with him in everything that he's ever been in. You know, same thing for Bruce Willis or Matthew McConaughey or, you know, anybody else that's out there. And even so, I mean, even if, you know, say I I was married and I had a spouse that did the same thing I did. I'm not going to want to work all day long at a job with my spouse and then come home and have to spend all my free time at home with my spouse as well. It can cause domestic problems so that was kind of a long rabbit hole to go down i'll sum it up with just those obscure episodes from time to time those are probably my least favorite cool
0: yeah for me i think the only one i can ever remember totally hating was the bugs one early on where they kind of just hide in a house and then it ends yeah other than that like i don't really skip anything when i go back for a rewatch so personally i lean towards sam do you have a
1: preference between sam or Dean? I, while, you know, going through my time watching the show, I always wanted to be Dean just because he seemed like, and it's nothing against Sam. Sam is a great character. Sam is a fun character as well. And the two of them work really well opposite of each other. But Dean always, you know, he seemed like he got all the girls from time. Well, Sam had his moments but he always had the funny shenanigans happen to him the he just seemed like a lot more fun and i always figured that you know being him would be a kick in the pants so dean was always the one i generally gravitated to yeah
0: i think i more lean towards sam because i'm the younger brother and my brother has more of dean's personality so i kind of related to sam having that cocky confident older brother
1: yeah well and that's the other thing too that and i didn't even think about it from that aspect but as well i have a little brother and i'm the older brother as well so i kind of sort of fit more into that older brother dynamic and i get it because i've always been that protective older brother that like i can talk all the shit about my brother that (laughs) i want but you know you in general not you specifically but you know you in general if you talk shit about my brother we're going to be out in freaking parking lot throwing hands
0: (laughs) i wish my brother was a little bit more like that growing up i could (laughs) have definitely
1: used it well and i wasn't always like that but for the most part yeah i was but there's definitely an older brother dynamic to those two relationships their relationship as well so that definitely adds a whole another aspect to why i probably would side with dean awesome
0: so we talked about it a little bit earlier but do you feel like the writing got a little bit worse after the fifth season when the showrunner changed
1: i think it obviously it did to a certain because you're not gonna change you know showrunners and all of that and not have the feel of the show change other shows that i've been a fan of that ran for a while had the same thing happen and you know once they really got into that showrunner change the feel of the show changed and i feel like supernatural is one of those another one would be like the walking dead Mm -hmm. um definitely um with that show they went through a mid-run showrunner change and i really started to lose faith in that show rather quickly i didn't as much with supernatural because by that point well i was five seasons in which for me, another aspect of, you know, TV shows that I love. I love shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which ran seven seasons. So it's kind of one of those things where I at season five, I really didn't know how much longer Supernatural was going to run because shows like Supernatural generally got a five, six, seven, maybe eight season run. And that was it. Little did we know that at season five, that was only a third of the way through with the season. We still had a whole nother decade to go. Yeah, I think but,
0: I dropped off at the 10th season and I was so sure it was gonna end in the next year or two and five years later when i finally heard it was ending i almost didn't believe it
1: yeah it's well for one i mean like we said earlier too in especially in this day and age most shows in general not even specifically supernatural shows but shows in general don't get a 15 season long run i could probably count on one hand how many shows have had that many seasons and i mean there's iconic tv shows from like my childhood that ran 11 seasons or you know so and that's they're still four seasons short of how long supernatural ran shows like cheers or Frasier or married with children or you know countless great shows never even come close to 15 seasons but yet shows like supernatural um dallas uh er you know there is a small handful of shows that for lack of a better metaphor carried on my wayward son (laughs) and you know, prolifically made it to you know a fifteen-year run. A I don't remember how many seasons there were of ER, but I know it was more than fifteen. So as far as like the whole whether or not I got, stayed on board with the whole show run change after season five, you know, I would probably sum it up by saying that I definitely noticed the change. I didn't necessarily hate it, but I also respected the fact that with change, there potentially could be a distinct change in feel of the show. And at the same time, while it may have been different, I didn't necessarily hate it per se but it was definitely acknowledged as being a different feel to the show
0: what about the winchester spinoff series did you watch that
1: or follow that at all i didn't follow either of the i mean because you had the winchester spinoff and then you also they kind of ride to develop the whole wayward sisters uh spinoff that they were gonna try and do but they kind of did a crossover late in like one of the last two seasons of supernatural and then it just it really wasn't that great so they kind of pulled the plug on it and didn't proceed with it um to do like a backdoor pilot in supernatural for the new show yeah and it was uh basically it centered around, I believe Jody and a bunch of teenage girls that would also be hunters like Sam and Dean and John and Mary and Bobby and all of that. So I get there was kind of sort of a way of you know, we understand Jensen and Jared need to go their own way and probably move on from doing the show but we're kind of sort of going to try and you know keep the ball rolling and stay in this fandom and continue to develop stories i mean after 15 seasons 14 seasons whenever they decided to try and do this i think a lot uh, their quality ideas had already been pushed out there, and it may have felt like to the network. And this may be the case with like the Winchesters as well. But some of it was like recycling stuff that they'd already done on Supernatural, and they did a lot on Supernatural. I mean, you can't not do a lot when you have a show that ran for fifteen seasons. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes to fill out. Yeah, and even if like the Winchesters had ran for four or five, six seasons or whatever, you know, how long would the fan base really have stuck around with a show? Or if the girl show. Had Stuck around and ran You know how long would the fan base have followed that before? Because that's the other thing I love about this show Is the complete Utter and loyal devotion of The fans in the fandom but at a certain Point you know that loyalty And devotion if you keep doing Stuff over and over again and insulting Your fan base that fan base Isn't going to stick around forever as well so Yeah
0: I feel like a lot of the charm With with Supernatural 2 was That we had an attachment to Sam and Dean and they stuck with Sam and Dean for all 15 seasons it wasn't like other long-running shows where you have a new cast member after season 10 and then it just dies we we got to know these guys throughout the whole show and I feel like changing protagonists kind of would have just shot them in the leg there.
1: Well, you got to remember too, I mean, I think it was season three when they added Castiel to the show, whichever season it was. Adding a new primary character that's going to be around for at this point or what would turn out to be 11 seasons. You know, if he doesn't fit into that Jensen and Jared chemistry that they have, then, you know, that could have helped kill the show too as well. And then you've got other actors that came in, you know, and played characters like Crowley or whatever. And the chemistry on that show is really, really, one of the things that I fell in love with because yes. um, it didn't matter whether it was just Jensen and Jared, or if you add Bobby into the mix, or if you add Castiel into the mm-hmm. mix, or Crowley, or you know any of the other wealth of baddies or other characters, Ruby. What, I mean, there's so I could we, I could be here all day listing off the different character aspects that they've had throughout the entire yes. show. Whoever but, did the casting
0: was great. Absolutely their job i think with castiel it kind of helped that they introduced him as a bit of a blank slate and found his comedic voice as they went with him but with everyone else like you mentioned crowley i thought crowley and dean's dynamic was amazing and like there were so many characters that just they played off each other so well and they knew Mm -hmm. who played off of each other well and yeah the the casting in the show was definitely its strong suit
1: well and the other thing that you know furthers that whole Yeah, too is if anybody knows like the supernatural like convention circuit that like the actors and stuff go on you have that whole all the members of the cast would show up and they would enjoy spending time with the fans it wasn't just a i'm here to collect a paycheck kind of thing they celebrated their fans and i think that's part of the reason why the fans loved them and appreciated them so much and showed them the loyalty and devotion that they did for 15 years
0: yeah i, I never even thought about that aspect of it but you're you're definitely 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 right there. So is there any obstacles for somebody trying to
1: get into Supernatural now? I think if you're going to start at the beginning and try and get into the whole entire run of the show, to come in with a basic understanding of things that are Supernatural related. Like you need to know, obviously, the demon aspect of it, the mystical parts of it, you know, things of that nature. But it's not like it's 100% necessity because especially in the earlier, like season one and season two, they really do a good job of giving you the foundation of, Mm -hmm. You know, having to understand, you know, the salt barriers and all of that. So if you're going to come into it, definitely come in with an open mind, a basic understanding, like I said, and just sit back and enjoy the run because you're going to go on a wild trip across the country, back and forth, coast to coast, border to border, and all points in between. Yeah.
0: So is there anything about the Supernatural fandom that
1: you dislike? Not really. I mean, they are probably some of the most fun and enjoyable people to be around that I've been time around so yeah that's and if you can get into the show then it's still something that there is supernatural fandoms out there and if you love the show and aren't involved in being a part of like facebook groups and things like that there's always things like that you can get out there and get involved in you know you don't ever have to truly let go you can still vicariously live through discussions and podcasts and things of that nature that um help continue to shower the love and devotion on the tv show that it deserves to have that's awesome i i love when it has a good positive
0: fan base that's one of the reasons why i wanted to do this show and talk to fans about different things i love i love love those positive fan bases where nobody seems to be toxic and everybody's supportive so my last question here for you is what is your favorite thing about being a supernatural fan
1: just the fact that um it's a show that you can sit back and enjoy and get lost in but you still can easily grab onto and care about the characters and the storylines and whatever the case may be it's fun you'll laugh you'll cry it encompasses every emotion that there is out there it's just a great quality show with amazing talent that help create that world and universe for you to get lost in so definitely 100 you know five out of five stars in my opinion i highly recommend if you have not ever watched the show go netflix it all 15 seasons are online and start at the beginning and start your way through 200 300 some odd episodes almost 300 episodes awesome
0: that's a lot to get through but i can definitely say at least the first five seasons are definitely worth it casey yes. says the rest are so you should take his word too and power through thanks for coming on casey it's been a blast talking supernatural with you i'd love to have you back for another topic sometime
1: anytime we can definitely arrange that as well you are invited to pick a movie potentially and come on my show and evening at the movies anytime and we can discuss movies on my show as well so i definitely look forward to extended. that thank you for having me on as well
0: Thanks a bunch for tuning in. If you'd like to be a guest yourself and want to see a list of upcoming episodes, give feedback, or suggest questions, join us on Discord or reach out to us on Twitter. You can also reach us at email at pod.fandoms at gmail.com. And if you could give us five stars on your podcast app of choice, we'd really appreciate it as it helps us get new lovely listeners like yourself. Thank you.